Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Icing on Tap with your host, me, Savannah. I hope you all have had a really good February. It is at the end of the month, so it's time for me to record again. I wanted to talk about some things this month that not necessarily have been bothering me, but maybe that just have been resonating with me or uh, things that I have I don't know, not really focused on, but just maybe thought about or, and a lot of this maybe have been like provoked by like what I've read or things that have happened or listening to podcasts. Um, I generally am doing really well um, with everything, which is not normally the case, but I think that's wonderful. So I did write down like I wrote my biggest struggles on my paper just to get started. And one of the things that I really struggle with or I think I view as an issue or has been an issue that I, it took me a really long time to accept is that not everyone has the same heart as you. So you know, you see these like posts on Facebook and it talks about how, you know, all of the love that you've given people, like some people never, ever get that back. Like some people believe that they were just put on this planet just to, you know, love. And I think that's wonderful. And I think that's great. But I also think that at some point we have to be realistic with ourselves and just say like, Hey, I know that they may be a really good person, but they do not have the same heart as me. And I think that that also comes because, or comes from people when, you know, they have different backgrounds than us. They were raised differently than us. They have different life experiences than us and not don't learn that just because like the faster you learn that, the less you'll be disappointed in life. But I think that we need to be better as a society about giving people grace. And just because they don't have the same heart as you or view a situation the same as what you do, that doesn't make them any less of a good person. It just makes them different than us. And ultimately, that's what makes all of us so wonderful, right? Like combined together, like is that everybody has different backgrounds and they know different things, right? Because if everybody was the same boring person, it would be like looking in the mirror when you were talking to everybody. And quite frankly, I think that would get really boring. And um, I think that as a child of divorce with a parent who didn't live close by for the majority of my life, I felt like at times that I was asking or needing too much, um, from that parent. And I listened to this podcast on the way to work yesterday, which was extremely dumb of me. (laughs) Uh, maybe I didn't really know as far in detail as it was going to go, you know, but it was talking, it's, it was the John Deloney show, like, I always have to say this just because I think it's funny, but like baloney, but without the B and that's actually not even how it's spelled. But, uh, one of my good friends got me not hooked on him, but got me started on his podcast. And I like his podcast because real people, everyday people call in and they will talk about not even necessarily like bad things, right? Just things that they've been like working through or like struggling with or, 
you know, kind of just like what I do here, right? Like my whole point here is just to make it more comfortable and to make the, you know, uncomfortable more normal or the things that people don't talk about more talked about, right? Because nobody should have to struggle in silence. That Nobody should have to struggle at all, but nobody should definitely have to struggle in silence. So um, the episode that she or that he was doing, and he talks to like multiple different callers in, in like a podcast episode, right? So the one that he was talking or the woman that he was talking to, the girl that he was talking to was about to get married and she was questioning whether or not she should invite her biological father to her wedding. And it resonated with me in the sense that she basically had to, you know, ask her dad all she really longed for in her whole life was for her husband or for her dad to be a part of her life, right? Like they lived in the same town for a while and she would see like his parents and his family more than him. And she would say, you know, Hey, like, I really would like to have a closer relationship with you. Um, can can you call me, you know, once a week or can, can, you know, we talk once a week. And I'm not saying that it's all on one party, right? Like it goes both ways. But I also know as the child in that relationship that all that you want at the end of the day is for that person to pick up the phone and call you. And you just, or you just want to be able to like drive over to their house. And that's not always a luxury that we have as, you know, children of divorce. And that's, I'm not, I'm not mad at my parents for that, you know, or anything like that. It just didn't work out between them and that's fine. But, you know, that really, the things that she was saying really resonated with me. And one thing, the one, the biggest thing that I love about John Deloney is that when they are talking to him, he will like say, you know, Hey, what's bothering you? Let's talk about it. And they'll say, you know, just like a little snippet and he'll go, man, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And he'll just say, I just want you to sit with that for a minute because I think that it's important to hear that, right? Because otherwise we just believe that we deserve that. And that's not always the case. Just because somebody doesn't know how to love us properly doesn't mean that that's what we deserve because then that makes people think that they're unlovable. And then he got to talking about a situation, you know, where his wife and he was talking, he was like, I was completely humiliated, but you know, we were like sitting at a diner and she was like, you know, we were like, we, we got to figure this out because we, we can't be living like this every day, you know? And he's like, how many times have you told me you're proud of me? And she's like, I didn't know I had to. And he's like, I, I need to hear that, you know? So I think that while we're, you know, so focused in this day and age and, you know, especially like online dating or, you know, new relationships, like we're so worried about like, can, does this person love me? Like, can this person love me the way that I need to be loved, which is important, right? But in the same token, you also have to ask yourself, can I love this person the way that they need to be loved? Because at the end of the day, if you're not filling their cup, you're just, I mean, you're not wasting your time, but you know, you could be wasting your time and their time. And that's shitty because you know what? We ain't getting any younger over here. We're 30. All right. So I think that we, we just have to do better. And, you know, everybody does need a different, you know, form of love. Um, and that's okay. Like, 
like I said, you don't want to be, you know, looking in the mirror when you look at your significant other. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have things in common, right? But it's also really good to view things as teamwork and, you know, hey, like you're really good at this, but I'm really good at this. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of this while you take care of that. Right. And I think that, you know, coming from a relationship that I was probably forced to be put more in my masculine energy and, you know, do all of the things, um, that can be a struggle because when you're with somebody that does have a masculine energy or, you know, does love you correctly, it does take you out of your masculine, you know, energy era, whatever. Like it makes you, you know, come more in tune with your feminine energy and that's wonderful and it can be uncomfortable a little bit or just like unsettling, right? Like you're like, is this, what is happening? This is not normal, right? Um, so I just kind of went on a little tangent with the John Deloney show, but I think that that is important as humans for, and, and it's okay. Like, you know, when people pass away and we say, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And they say, oh, oh, thank you. You know, like, I feel like sometimes in those situations, we don't really know what to say, but I think that it's really important for, to hear that, you know, I'm really sorry that happened to you, or I'm sorry that, you know, your dad made you feel like you were never enough or you were never important enough, you know? And he basically was talking about how even though, like, she chooses to not have a relationship with her dad from here on out, like, she can still have a relationship with his parents and his family because, you know, they are the ones that opted into her life. And, you know, basically that there was no reason why he didn't. Um, and, and, you know, that's – he said, I will never understand how seeing – your daughter once every two weeks is enough. He's like, I don't have a good day unless I see my daughter every day. And, and that's not to say I never have a good day. Like if I don't, if Conrad's at his dad's, you know, for the weekend, um, usually he'll send me a picture or we'll FaceTime or something like that on the days that he is there. But you know, that's, that's not saying every day is terrible if I don't see him, but I, genuinely cannot imagine going a week and a half without seeing my child like and especially not thinking about them and I I pray I hope that you know as that dad you know was living his life that he did think about his daughter because that would be even more heartbreaking if he just didn't even think about her not one time and so the other thing that you know if she's, if she feels like she's not enough now, like, where does that come from? You know, like in her life, like in her marriage now, like when she's getting married, if, if she ever feels like she's not enough, you know, now she has all this trauma that she has to unpack from her childhood that she really probably didn't even think would ever like resonate in her adulthood. And, and, you know, he was talking about, you know, I'm so proud of you for breaking this cycle because, you know, she's like, my husband is going to, my future husband is going to be the best dad. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. And I hope she's right, right? Because we all deserve that fairy tale love, you know, dad being present. You know, I feel like as a parent, you want the things that you didn't have for your children when you were growing up, right? So um, my dad, you know, always lived far away and I didn't see him a whole lot at times. And 
I know that it's really important to me that Conrad has not just I don't not even a dad, just like father figures that are present in his life. So that is something that I do really I really value in Ethan is that he is very present. He is there. Um when we're reading, you know, his library book or when Conrad's doing his reading um folder that he's, you know, he's right there beside us on the couch. Um it's like little moments like that that like everybody thinks that are so minute and don't matter, but like that is what matters. Um, and he may not even remember those moments, you know, but I will. Like, I will remember who was there for him and I will remember who showed up for him. And I honestly, I feel sorry for the people that don't want to be a part of his life because that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I just, I can't imagine having a kid out there or having a grandkid out there and not being genuinely curious about how they were doing and I'm not saying you have to hear from him every day. Right. But like, man, like not even like once a month, like I, sometimes you go months without talking to people in your family. And I just think that's crazy. Um, so, you know, we can't make people be, be good and do good, but we can set up boundaries and not allow those people to hurt us or continue to hurt us because we also deserve peace in our life. And I think that my therapist says that I'm really good at, you know, blocking out a lot of things that happen or, you know, if if it's at an arm's length, then I don't really have to deal with it every day. And I think that at the end of the day, I just know that I can't make people make good choices and I can't make people want to be better. So if that is considered, I don't, I don't even know, like putting up a wall or if that's, if that's considered like not emotionally dealing with it, then I guess I'm fine with that because at the end of the day, I know that I'm a good person and I know that I have good in my heart and that that's all that I want to do, which it can be frustrating, right? Like we can be very upset with certain people when they don't show up for us in the way that they should, right? Like statistically speaking, your parents should want to be a part of your life. But in the same token, if your childhood was shitty, you may not want them to be a part of your life. And that's okay. Like all of that is okay. But I just do not know anything that a kid could do to make their parent not want to be a part of their life. So I, why am I doing, why am I doing this? Right? Like, why am I why am I getting on here and just blabbing about all of the things in my life that, you know, I want to say have gone wrong. Um, but there's also a lot that's really gone right. Right. So I, I all the time am like, you can't make this shit up. You cannot make this shit up. Like you can't make my life up. Right. But in the same token, all of the things that I've been through that have been really bad, I've also gotten really good things, not out of those situations necessarily, but like, further down the road, like really good things have happened to me, which I am thankful for. So I guess is relatability. The whole reason for this podcast is just to make everything more relatable. So I am the first person to say, pull up a chair. You can sit with me and you can unpack your shit at this table. (laughs) You know, I, I'm not trying to be, I'm not fake. I don't, 
you know, paint a great picture of how life is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I post on Facebook and I post on Instagram and, you know, other people do too. But I mean, I feel like this, our generation right now is so focused on not being, not being fake, right? Like, let's be real. Okay. I look like Adam Sandler every time I go and drop my kid off for school. Like I wore my cheetah pajama pants this morning and my Sperry boots, no bra, my sweatshirt had bleach spots on it. And I do think I put my hair down, but I also was thinking when I was going to sit down and record this, that I should like do a video recording because bear with me, but the podcasting recording, I don't want to say studio, but soft software system, I'm not really sure. Um, they are changing over. So I'm going to have to use a new recording studio or system, whatever. And so today is my first day doing that. Well, they offer like video recording, which I am not a fan of. Like I do, there's a reason I only, you only hear my voice, right? Because I am not put together, not even 95% of the time, a hundred percent of the time I am a disaster, but that's just me and that's fine. But then I was like, I'm not doing that. I do that. No, not today. No, absolutely not. So I am figuring that out, the whole recording system, everything that's changing, and I hope that you guys still continue to listen, even if it's a disaster, because that's, I don't know, that's, that would make me happy, right, if you found some relatability in my story. And I, when, I feel like when people find relatability to my story or to someone's story, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with telling them that. Um, yeah, I, you know, I still hear from people, Hey, I was listening to your podcast and it felt like you were sitting right beside me and talking, you know, I, I hope that you do. I hope that something in my story resonates with you, hopefully the good more than the bad. Right. But I hope that you realize, Hey, I'm not as crazy as what I think I am. Or I, I am as crazy as what I think I am. I know that and that's fine. But I think that when we find those people that we do relate with and we do mesh well with, um, and, and you can even have completely different backgrounds, right? But like maybe I'm talking about something in my story that you're like, holy shit, like I I didn't know that happened to people. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, or wow, like that had to have been really hard. Like, I want to know more about that. Or I feel like when I meet people who are just open about life's struggles and not, it doesn't even have to be personal, personal, right? Just, just that aren't willing to, you know, mask something just to make themselves look better because it doesn't matter. Um, we're, we're all people, we're all human at the end of the day. Right. But I think that that has been important to me over the last year, yeah, year, um, of just closing in on my circle. Like, I I don't have a ton of friends, and that's fine. Um, I I'm I'm a really bad homebody. I'm gonna be really honest. Um, if Conrad gets home from school or Conrad, when I pick Conrad up from school and we come home and we just sit on the couch, you know, we're just, or, or I'll do laundry, you know, while he's watching something on TV and a snack and we're, we're just homebodies. I mean, that's not to say we never go out and do anything. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm also really content with just staying home. Like I don't always have to be on the go, always have to be doing something. And 
I feel like in our thirties, that's what we do, right? With our children, we stay at home and our, with our families and stay home and just enjoy the simple life. Right. So I think that building those close friendships and those close relationships has been really important to me because maybe I lack some of those relationships, those closeness and relationships in with my family. And, you know, I'm the first to say that, um, blood isn't always thicker than water and you can have friends that are closer to you than your family is. And I think that's also what is so important to me about Ethan's family is that, you know, they, every single one of them has welcomed me with open arms. And I know as a child of divorce, right? Like my, I can never have enough love. You can never be loved enough. If somebody tells you their love too much, they need, I don't even know, not kicked, but maybe they just need to think about how bad their life would be if they didn't have any of that love because that's, that's not nice. And everybody deserves to feel love and be loved and all the time. So I, I did put that on here that I wanted to, I wanted to challenge you to think about the first, back to the first time that someone made you feel like you were loved. Think about it. Was that when your mom would, you know, play with your hair until you fell asleep? Was that when your dad taught you how to ride your bike without training wheels? Was it not until you were a little bit older and um, you got your period at school and you had to, you know, go home and tell your mom? Or was it when a boy kissed you for the first time and you got butterflies? And then I want you to think about now in your everyday life, how many times a day do you feel loved? And not necessarily just in like your romantic relationships, right? Like Alexis at work, she will text me when I'm scheduled because I go in at five and she goes in at seven and she stops at Dunkin' Donuts every morning on the way to work. God bless her soul. And she'll be like, you want Dunkin'? You know, and that's love, right? Like that, that is still love, even though it's not like physical, it is still love because she is taking the time out of her day to think of me early in the morning, one, so early in the morning, God bless her. Um, but those are ways that people show us love. And I, I just want to make sure that we're not overlooking that. And it, it can definitely be the text, you know, from your husband or from your boyfriend saying, Hey babe, um, I'm going to be running a little bit late from work. Did you want me to pick you up something on the way home for dinner? Or it can honestly just be a, hey, I love you, schnookums, right? Like, okay, first first of all, who says schnookums? I, I don't use that term. But it can be, you know, coming home and there's a package of hot tamales on the counter because he knows that that's my favorite. I think it's just any time that somebody takes the time out of their day to think of you when they've got a thousand other things in their mind, right? Like, no, they felt like you were important enough to take the five minutes out of their day Send you send them a text, called you, bought you something, you know, whatever it could be, like leaving me a note on the door, you know, for when I get home. It's 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 a million different things. But whatever that feeling is, whatever you do to show people that you love them, or you know, it can honestly just be at the end of the day, just like 
laying in bed watching Love on the Spectrum, I mean, you can you can show love in so many ways. And, you know, everybody needs love shown differently, like I said before. So we need more of that. We need to be better about showing more love. And I also think me personally, I need to be better about receiving love and receiving compliments. Like I know that I am terrible at when Ethan will say, you look really nice. And I'm like, I kind of just look at him. This is when the video would be helpful, right? Because you could actually see my face. But, you know, I just kind of look at him with a side eye, you know, or what, whatever. Like, how do you, thank you? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just accepting compliments for me has always been something that I've really struggled with. So I know that I need to work on that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying compliments to random strangers at the store because that may be the only time that they hear something nice in their whole entire day. On to the next thing. I, um, you know, there's a lot in life that we, we overanalyze, right? Like timeline wise, like I'm terrible about timeline. I like to think about things thoroughly. I like to plan things out because of that lack of control from my childhood. So I know that I personally now am living a life that I didn't imagine for myself when I was younger at 30 years old. I never thought, I never thought at 30, I wouldn't be married yet. And I never thought at 30 I wouldn't be – I mean, yeah, in, in some ways, right? Like, yes, I am spending, you know, every night with my family. Um, I don't know that I could ever envision my life past 26. Why 26? I don't know. That's just the number that comes to mind. But I don't, I don't know that I ever saw me – because you think about the future, right, when you're younger – I don't know that I ever saw my life past 26 and I don't know that I ever saw my life with kids. I don't, I don't know that I could ever have imagined what I would be doing now as a career. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's just because we try, try to plan everything out. I don't know. Maybe that was just me trying to be in control, but I know that I mean, I am happy with where my life is right now, but I also know that it's okay if life takes detours and um, toll roads and those are the lessons that cost us, you know, a lot. Um, But it's okay for those things to happen. It's just, it's not, it's not okay to live our lives with, like regrets, right? And I, you know, have been the first to say, I I know I should have left um, my previous relationship a lot sooner than what I did. But I also, you know, let a lot of things hold me back for so long that that really made no difference. Um, My main goal in life is being a great mom and maybe someday a great wife. (laughs) But, um, my goal every day and the only thing that is important to me, not, that's not, that's not true. Not the only thing, sorry. But my biggest goal in life is to be a good mom and to show up every day for my child 
because I don't ever want my child to feel like they were unloved or unimportant because Conrad deserves more than that. And I think that until you're ready to make those decisions and selflessly, sorry, put another human being's, you know, needs in front of your own that you shouldn't you shouldn't have children and I you know hey you get kind of freaking thrown in right sometimes you're like oh shit it's a it lit up like a Christmas tree um but you figure it out right um in the same breath I I am excited now that I can say that Ethan's brother and his girlfriend are expecting a little girl in June um and you know one thing that I told them and told her um they hadn't been together very long before they got pregnant and I said you know if you wait until you're ready to have a baby you will never have a baby you just won't you won't you won't ever have a baby because there will always be something right like you're always gonna wait until you have more money in the bank you're always gonna wait until you have a project done in your house You're always going to wait until you have a bigger house or a better job or a different schedule, you know, multiple things. But you, if you wait forever, you'll, you'll never be ready. So honestly, that happening is not, you can't explain that stuff. Like that's a God thing. So, and she, of course, you know, was like, thank you so much. She is very sweet. She is the sweetest I, I don't, not the sweetest human being I've ever met, but she is very sweet. And I jokingly tell her all the time, like she sent me a Snapchat the other day and it had, it had maternity clothes that Brady had ordered her and sent to her. And she was like, oh my gosh, like he didn't, how did he know I needed all this stuff? You know? And I was like, oh my gosh, he can be nice. Right. Like, it's just funny to joke about. Um, and I'm so happy that, you know, he has ended up with her because, you know, she is so sweet. And I of course made the joke at, was it when where was it maybe it was a birthday party I think we were at and I said do not give me a lame sister-in-law like I would be pissed if you if it was not somebody that was cool and fun and sweet so he did good I'll give him the credit on that she is wonderful and they are going to welcome their little girl in June so I'm excited for that I'm gonna take a quick break switch laundry over get a drink and I will be back I actually think this episode may end up being a little bit shorter than my other ones. I came back and I sat down and I looked at my little timeline, well, my like bullet points, and I was like, man, I don't really have that much more. So uh, one thing that I can do with this new recording system is that it makes it like really easy to invite people or host people like so like a podcast guest or something like that. So I know that I've talked about that in the past, but really I may do that. Uh, Maybe then we'll get some video going, but I don't know about that until then. (laughs) I am not prepared for that at all. Um, One thing that another podcast that I listen to um, has been talking about lately is writing like letters to people um, for your inner healing. And they, it talks about, um, you know, like writing a letter and then even just like, you don't even have to mail it, but 
you could rip it up, you could give it to them, you know, you can stash it away, whatever you want to do. Um, but just getting those emotions out on to paper and getting, you know, that having that release, right? Especially if you feel like it's not something that you can talk to um, that person about in person. Um, I personally haven't done this. I think it would be great. It's part of the reason why I started the podcast, though, was just to kind of get like some of my emotions and my thoughts out and not necessarily at one person, although I think that that would be great, you know, with writing everything down and getting it out to one person versus, you know, publicly doing it like this. Um, because I don't really say specifics. Um, I think I might someday just because, you know, the Walnut Street podcast that I listened to, you know, one of the the hosts said, you know, why, why are we protecting these people? You know, why, why are, why are people so concerned with their, um, their image, you know, if, if that's how they're going to treat people and that's what they're going to do, then I feel like that needs to be, you know, put out there and that's not bashing anybody, but at the same time, like <clears throat> I saw this post today on Facebook that said, if you wore the words that come out, came out of your mouth on your, on your body, <clears throat> would, would you still be as beautiful? And that's deep. Like that's pretty serious. So I think that people can change. People can make better life choices, but it's not always bad for people to know how things once were or how they once were. So I might do some of that. And I don't know that I would read them on here. Maybe I would. Um, Then that definitely would be publicly. But I wouldn't have to specifically say, I guess, who it was. Um, The weather around here has been getting nicer. So I... Generally on my days off, I if I don't have an appointment or something like that, I come home and try to tidy up the house a little bit. Sometimes I end up just watching TV or binge watching or, you know, scrolling through Timu. It's actually Timu, not Timu, if you watched the Super Bowl and um, heard that commercial, Timu. I would never call it that. I'm still calling it Timu, but whatever. And um, just do some things around the house. Ethan, Ethan will come home and we'll have lunch together. And then I will go in, you know, just a little bit early and walk. There's like, I would say it's a trail, but it's kind of like a little track around the new housing edition in Manchester. If you guys live here and you have not done that, I highly recommend it. It is so, it's just nice to have like a flat walking surface and not have to worry about, you know, cars or crossing streets or broken sidewalks because that happens a lot in Manchester because of the trees, right? And it's obviously when the sun is out and shining and it's a little bit windy, it's just beautiful out. So last week it was a little windy, but hopefully today and I don't know, maybe at the end of the week it'll be okay. I don't, I think it's going to rain on Wednesday, but look at me talking about the weather. I sound like a farmer now. <laughs> um, but when I know when I get outside and I do something like that, it just improves my mood, you know, so much that I, I need to do that. I know I need to do that. I know I should work out. I know I should do all this thing, these things for my life and everything. Um, I would love to start working out. I'm not the most motivated when it comes to that. I know I should start eating better too, but I really like fucking cookies and cake. So those are just my personal downfalls. I guess I'm just putting out there. Um, I did do something on Friday with Laura, one of my really close friends, we, I went over there, we had breakfast with one of her friends, Tiffany, and Tiffany is what I would say gifted. (laughs) And everybody kind of has a different view on this, uh, different belief 
not everybody has the same feelings on this situation, but I, I personally, I know that everything is your own self-will, but I do believe in some stuff like this to a certain extent. And then when it does happen, I'm like, oh, this is fucked up. Right. So, um, Laura and I, I call it spirit painting. I don't know if that's exactly actually what it's called, but, um, you start out with like a blank canvas and you can write, you know, something in pencil, pen, paint, water, like write something on your canvas, right? And then use like two colors that you want. You just pick them. You don't really think about anything. I mean, you think about what you're going to write on the canvas, right? Like you're trying to channel like something, something that's been bothering you. So like if you had been dealing with like a ton of anger or um, a ton of like sadness, you could, you know, put something related to that on the, um, on the canvas before you started. So I think I actually wrote family and I wrote a, I drew a heart and then I wrote Conrad and I wrote Ethan and, um, I chose like a teal and I chose a yellow. And, um, so you like put this on your canvas and you can use a paintbrush, but you also are supposed to use your hands. Like you're supposed to be like completely into this painting. And, um, at the end you, you use lots of water basically. And your water is what makes your like scenes in the painting. So like, have you ever seen those paintings where it's like, Oh, I see this in the painting, but not like an actual like hand-drawn painting. Like it's a lot different. So anyways, at the end of it, when it dries, you then view your painting and you like look at it and you're like, Oh, I see this. Well, Tiffany also will like break everything down and like look at you know, different parts of the painting be like, I see this and this means this. And so in part of my painting, like where I had put some teal, there was, um, like a tree root base I could see, but not until Tiffany said it, of course, because sometimes everybody sees the painting differently, right? Somebody can look and say, oh my gosh, I see this, this, and this. And then other people can look and be like, I see absolutely none of those things, but that is fine. Right. So, um, I, you know, think that it's cool. It's really cool that she sees all these different things in these paintings. Right. Um, so anyways, there was like a, like a tree, she called it a family tree. And she said that like a family tree was growing and, um, she was able to like see a bunch of like peace within my life in this painting. And, um, she suggested that I, you know, go with the flow and I don't push or force anything, which is hard for me to do. Um, but she also said we were talking obviously, cause we had breakfast and then Laura and I did paintings when she had gone to an appointment and she was like, I heard when I was sitting there, when I was asking her about her and Ethan, you know, and, um, Conrad and everything, I heard somebody say that like she wants she would like to grow her family like grow her family but um is like fearful of doing that like doesn't want to admit that like that's what she wants you know or anything like that so um and I was like yeah that's pretty that's pretty like dead on like I mean Ideally, I would love to, you know, have more kids and give that to Ethan, but I am really afraid of becoming that version of myself again because I did not know who I was at all. So, um, 
I'm working through that, obviously. And I think that's probably something that you just have to work through as that would happen. So maybe someday that will happen. But for now, I don't know. Um, I would love to have a Tiffany in my back pocket all of the time. Um, if any of you that listen to this are like gifted like that, girl, be my friend. (laughs) Let's, let's hang out. Right. Um, seriously though, I think that, I think that that shit is so cool. Like I wish that I was gifted like that. Now I've had like dreams and I've been like, okay, deja vu. That's fucked up. Right. But I do like, I don't know what I like about it. I just like it. I just think that is interesting. Um, super cool. So if you want to try spirit painting, you can come hang out and we'll do it. (laughs) And then hopefully Tiffany will be able to like read everything, all of that. You may not want to hear what she has to say though, because it's not always like what you like and that's fine. But you know, it's just like going to therapy. Sometimes they don't always, you don't always like what they have to say. And I think that actually wraps up everything. I want to encourage you, if you don't already, if you want to go ahead and follow along on my journey, I would like if you would do it on Spotify because I can then get more access to things or whatever. Um, I would like that. If you have the time, please do that. Or you can follow me along on Apple Music, um, Amazon Music. I think that's it as to where it's posted. Go ahead and like, obviously subscribe, follow along. Um, If there's anything that you want me to talk about that I haven't covered in any of my episodes, you can comment below. You can send me a message, reach out to me, whatever, anytime. Um, just going to give a shout out to all of the new moms in my life who are, or just recently had a baby that are, you know, just going through some hard stuff, hard things right now. Um, and then obviously anybody that's struggling with addiction, I also just want to put a little plug in for you and just say that I'm thinking of you and, Just know that there is a better sober tomorrow waiting for you. So as always, I want to say thanks for following along and listening to me go on and on about my raw, real, loving shit show of a life. And I want to encourage you to continue to find the icing on top in your day every day. And continue to make the world a better place by spreading lots of love wherever you go. All right, guys. I hope you have a great week and I will catch up with you all next month. Bye.